This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Well, hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Really glad that you're here today. Um, We almost lost Hillary over the weekend. (laughs) A four-minute coughing fit. I mean, I thought, I turned on the television, I thought I was watching the end of Moulin Rouge. Uh, I did, I wouldn't expect that... Wait a second. What? What do you who would make that joke? Yeah, no kidding. Even mean <laughs> end of Mulan Rouge. Who the hell remembers uh, that? No, oh, totally relatable, Stu. Totally. <laughs> Everybody's like, yeah, that's right. That's exactly what I was that's thinking. It. Same Excuse thing. Excuse me. Am I talking? Is this the guy <laughs> saying this to me? When was the last who was time talking you about a Boston yes. album cover oh, in detail last week? You mean yes. you mean the band that sold twenty million copies of their original <laughs> oh, album? Yeah. 1974. And more relatable. And it was 1976. See what you started here? You come into the room and you set everybody on fire. I hold the listener responsible. We start there right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. The prerequisite with your kids. Hello and welcome, America. Glad you're here. Hillary was on fire uh, this weekend, uh, and she might have been wishing that somebody would set her on fire after the performance she put in. Uh, I don't know if she has tuberculosis (laughs) or what, but... If she would have put a napkin up to her face and it was splattered with blood afterwards, I wouldn't have been surprised. She coughed for four minutes and couldn't get her sea legs. What also was telling was uh, the uh, vice president, uh, the vice presidential candidate, and someone else had cough drops in their pocket that they immediately handed to her, and she had a cough drop on the podium... She should be and on a water. cough drop drip every time she goes to, she, like, an IV that just <laughs> filled with Vicks. Seriously. I, I mean, the coughing thing... It's bad. It's bad. I it's mean, there's bad. something... I mean, and then she acts like a, it, it's a conspiracy of some sort. You're up on stage coughing at every every stop, almost. Listen to this. This is this is from yesterday. Happy, happy Labor Day. Oh, she sounds <laughs> believable. So bad. <clears throat> when we were trying to figure out... 
where we could be, we all said, let's go to Cleveland. Okay, do, right. first of all, Does come anybody on, there's not a that? single person alive who's <laughs> ever... Anybody. Hey, where should we go? Let's go to Cleveland! The whole chorus of people, let's, let's go, go to, to Cleveland! Cleveland. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, it's like, just Cleveland ridiculous. Disney World? I mean, yeah. I like Cleveland, but Guys, nobody's could, saying that. We could have the weekend. Uh, you know, it's a three-day weekend. Where Cleveland! We Cleveland! No, I don't think Cleveland... Cleveland! Is. Where please. can we go? Cleveland! <laughs> No, I want to go to Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway. So she goes on. And I want to thank Congresswoman Marsha Fudge for hosting us. I want to thank Marsha Fudge for having such a fun name. <laughs> is this a real clip? Is, it, did you, is that amazing? Commission this to be made? <laughs> it sounds like I edited a bunch of random words together, doesn't it? <coughs> hey, don't turn the mic off. Yeah. The whole thing. Right? <coughs> I've been talking so much. I've been talking so much. I don't. I talk for a living. <laughs> we don't do this. No. Yeah, it's still not normal. Huh? Every time I think about Trump, I get allergic. <laughs> line. Line. Good line. Prepared. Good line. Prepared. Uh, it's a line she had. Next time you have a yep. coughing fit, say this. Yep. That gets you through 10 seconds. It doesn't right. get you through right. this. Now, next time you have a coughing fit, say this. Boy. Shows that you have a pattern of coughing fits. Yes. Right. And this is at least the third or fourth We have 63 days to go. Listen, Lizzie. Have sixty-three days to go. <coughs> you may have sixty-three days to go. <laughs> Sounds like it. <coughs> oh man, it's bad. Seriously, it's been going on for a couple minutes already. Seriously, yeah. this is a four-minute coughing fit where she I mean, cannot recover. She takes she takes like three or four drinks of water, the cough drop. That's all. Well, thank you. Thank you. This <coughs> is bad. Whoa. Explain it. You know, if, if there's nothing to it, just explain it. You know, I have allergies or I have. It, it, it was a funny line on the Trump thing, but nobody buys it after all this time. So what is and it? Why? If there's no been doing this. Wait, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. If she has been on the stump for years, yeah. for years. And she didn't have allergies before. She talked for years she's been on the road. It's only been the last year and a half that this has happened. Is she talking more on the on the campaign trail this time than she did in no, 2008? She's talking less. A lot less. Yeah. What is going on with the cough? But it keeps going. The crowd's okay. trying to help out. They're, they're trying to cover for her. Well, you just heard the next... Vice president, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> might be the next president. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised he didn't step up to help, even though he had just finished Marcia talking. Marsha Fudge. <laughs> so then back to Marsha Fudge. We're great senator, Sheldon Brown. Listen to this. She needs to just bail on these things. Really? She keeps trying awesome. to get through them. She can't do it. She can't bail. No way she can't bail. If she bailed, it'd be even worse. Also. Yeah. Two other great members of Congress, Tim Ryan and Joyce Beatty. I mean, still stop, can't stop, talk. stop, no, guys. I mean, can't if it was any no, other candidate, any other candidate, 
well, any other candidate that wasn't running for president for the Democrats. Can you imagine this? I mean, no. You 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 have to ask yourself, what the heck is going on? I'd, People would be demanding. Yeah, there, there's something not right here. Check up, you know. Go and if it's no doctor. big deal, then have a credible doctor yeah. step up and say, what the heck is going on? It's not normal. I, I mean, I speak for a living. That's not normal. Losing your voice is normal. Having a coughing fit like that, I, I've never it seen. It doesn't come from speaking too much. No. Just 30 coughs. Oh, you know, what, you know coughs. what it could be? Wow, this is just off the top of my head, and I'm not a doc. Well, I actually am a doctor. You actually are. What the hell, I am a doctor. Let right. me speak from the point of a doctor. Um, but is it possible that she's had, she has some weakness? Um, you know, she, she, they said they almost had a stroke. Is she have some weakness where her, you know, her um, uh, windpipe is not closing the way it should, and she's sucking stuff into her windpipe? That's possible. Yeah, like when you suck in a bug. Like when you're, yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah there's something happening with her with a weakness on her windpipe. Possible. It's interesting. Uh, you keep saying weakness, but the podium. As I'm looking at the visuals of this. The podium says stronger. It's the only word you can see is stronger. (laughs) (laughs) Which is unfortunate. I think honestly, for I mean, you guys are saying that she shouldn't step away here. If I'm her, I think it's better. You step away. You stay on stage, so it doesn't look like you went had surgery. But you step on. You stack off stage. You do some coughing while Tim Kaine steps. That's what I thought. Because Kaine then come back after. Just as long as you come back, it wouldn't be too bad. Because the issue to me isn't even the coughing. It's It's those words she gets halfway through and the word just dies. It makes Mm -hmm. her sound like she's a thousand thousand years years old old and about like she's in hospice. And that is not the look you want for from a president. Every I mean, time I say Trump, it's like I get allergic. Right. <laughs> Every time I say Trump, I get allergic. Right. After that line, step away. Let Tim yeah. Kaine come in, talk yeah. for five minutes. And after all this ask, time and all in. these incidents where it's happened, I can't believe they don't have a plan like that. Yeah. Right. I think Already anything that they do unbelievable. makes it worse. I think anything they do makes it worse, and they're just counting on the media. They must think so, too, because they've done nothing about it. Yeah, counting on the media not to make a big deal out of it. And then they just mock it if anybody says anything. Here's the problem. I'm going to give you why the media is doing it, and it's deeper than you think it is, in my opinion. Um, But I'll give you the um, reason why the media is doing it. But let me give you something else that ties right into this. Over the Labor Day weekend, the FBI decides to dump all of the reasons and all of the things that they found out yeah. uh, in, their, in their confidential meetings. This is the FBI, the leadership of the FBI, should be dismissed. They are so politicized now that there's no reason why you came out with this information on Friday, the Friday before Labor Day, except to help Hillary Clinton. Oh, yeah. You think that's not coordinated with the White House? Of course it is. Now this is old news. She came out, and in her testimony, the reason why they didn't pursue, and they said, no, she she didn't have any ill intent, is because she said, I had a concussion, and I was very forgetful and confused. I thought C stood for cookie. Wow. Yeah, you didn't you didn't see this? What? Oh, that's right. They that dumped it on Friday afternoon of Labor Day weekend. I thought the C stood for cookie. <laughs> what? 
What's Wait, that can't be right. Really? She, I, I thought the C stood for cookie. You misinterpreted what the C was, but I didn't know that she thought it was. Yeah, I, I saw that part too, but I didn't see the cookie part. <laughs> I, may, I didn't take it deep, deep enough, I guess, to find the cookies. No, I, oh, I, she's, so so she's talking. Is she talking computer cookie? Yeah, or is she yeah, talking to. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so the thing is. That would be really bad. She's if thinking, she's, she's thinking I that. She's talking about an actual cookie. Here's the, here's the thing. She, <laughs> she was um, uh, blaming her illness. On uh, for the lapse of of discretion, if you can even call it that. Wow. Okay, so she's been out saying it's a mm. conspiracy theory mm-hmm. that I have had anything wrong with me, mm-hmm. and yet that's what she told the FBI. Well, wait a minute. Which which is it? I mean, I had to write some words um, a lot earlier than I thought I would ever have to write them, if ever. I had to write over the weekend when I read this story, Trump was right. She's verified that she does have an illness, that there is something deeply wrong with her. It's called a concussion. And it caused her, in her own testimony, that's the reason why she released confidential documents. Well, if you've got a concussion... And does she have that syndrome? I mean, because this has lasted a long time then. What? The, yeah. the concussion. The, the ramifications of the concussion, they go away, you know, in a week or two weeks. Yeah. And it How long did this last I with got, her? I, I have no idea. And it doesn't make any sense because the concussion didn't happen at the time. I mean, it, I, I don't know this. I would like to see. I'd like to see the FBI say that there was no leaks and no emails, anything bad prior to her falling or slipping or whatever the hell they said happened to her. Mm -hmm. And she had an aneurysm so bad that she was about to have a stroke. Um, On the, on the, the cookie thing, there's, there's two things. One, uh, a Donald Trump uh, spokesperson was on CNN and said, she thought that C, which stands for classified stood for cookie (laughs) or something. So I think he's just sort of showing that out. The other one, the other I heard one, that on CNN, and I don't right. think it was, I wouldn't have taken it from a Trump spokesperson. So I don't know who I heard it from. Right, they may have been quoting this And I haven't looked through the whole report. The other one is a, another pundit called Cookie Monster who says C is for cookie. It's good enough for me. Yeah, okay, no, uh, but that is not, not I, I don't not think that's that, where yeah. you got that from either. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, because uh, it was funny because she, I think, I'm going to get this backwards, I know, but I, I think the, the C uh, stands for not classified. But the C stands for confidential, right? So, or the other way around. And I, whatever, whichever one is the right one, Donald Trump tweeted this weekend the other one, saying like, oh, how could she not know that it stood for classified, but it was actually... And he was wrong? Okay, good. But, so I don't think anybody knows what the C stands for. Hang I think on. that is clear. Nobody knows what the C stands for, Hang except on, for we, Cookie Monster. Hang on, we, uh, we join Hillary still in progress at the podium. <laughs> happy, happy Labor Day. Still, still in progress. Oh, still. still coughing. <coughs> when we were trying to figure out... I love this part. Where we could be, we all said, let's go to Cleveland. <laughs> it's, it's not convincing at all. It is not. And I want to thank Congresswoman Marsha Fudge. Marsha, for Marsha Fudge. Us. This is not real. The best host of all time. Okay. Hang on. We have two people that say, I know exactly what the cough is. Let's quickly go to Kathy in Texas. Hello, Kathy. Hi. Hi. Um, I had pretty much the same symptoms as Hillary. 
I have had a uh, coughing spasms for years. Mm-hmm. My voice changed. Um, mm-hmm. I got where I couldn't breathe and stuff. My doctor said, you know, it's, it's asthma, you know, and he gave me allergy medicines and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, it got so bad this spring, and a friend of mine made me go to the hospital in an ambulance because I couldn't walk, I couldn't breathe. Um, mm. My Did lungs go to were filled with fluid, <laughs> and they diagnosed me with congestive heart failure. Oh, wow. Wow. I would imagine she wow. has the best doctors, though. Yeah, you don't. Are you? And I, I know, say- but she may not be telling people what it is. Right. And you don't want... Um, people to know. <laughs> wow, yeah, congestive heart failure. And, and would she not could really bad. use these fluid pills I have to take. Get rid of those cankles. Okay. <laughs> Quickly, That's let me go to C Sharon, who has a completely there. different theory. Go ahead, Everyone Sharon. What the C uh, well, my mother has uh, the, what sounds the same, and I do too. It's post-nasal drip, and uh, when you travel to different states okay. and you breathe different pollen, it yeah. sets mm-hmm. it off, and when you breathe, you actually get strangled. She never had that before, though. Yeah, that's that's she, she, she says she has. She says she gets this every Labor Day. Yeah, well, it, well she has had this all year has long. Has it been Labor Day for eight months? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's a, this is crazy. Thanks, <laughs> Sharon. Thank you very much. I, I, uh, that's Day. ridiculous. I get it every Labor Day. All right, let me playing this stuff eight months ago. <laughs> let me give you this message from our sponsor. All all bubbles eventually burst, and when this one pops. It's going to be unlike anything we've ever seen. Unlike Wall Street, no bailout for us. Being prepared and self-reliant is critical, especially when it comes to your food supply. Do you have emergency food on hand? If not, get started right now. My Patriot Supply is offering our four-week food supply for 99 bucks. That's 140 adult servings of food for $99. And that's saving 54%. Uh, off the regular price. Plus, your food will last up to 25 years. If there is any emergency, you need it. And an emergency can be as simple as just losing your job or uh, or taking another job that doesn't pay as well and just filling in some of the gaps. I mean, I, I grew up... How many of us grew up? I think I'll bet you Jeffy and Pat did. I don't doubt Stu grew up in this era. How many of us had powdered milk? Oh, yeah. Instead of regular milk, because mm-hmm. we couldn't afford regular milk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you ever have that? No, no. I think it's a generational thing, but we used to have powdered milk. I hated it. But it was because we couldn't afford anything else. That's really kind of the way my Patriot Supply is. When you get on tough times, you don't have to have, you know, a year's worth of food that you're going to only eat that. It might be just to supplement because you're falling on hard times. Call 800-200-7163. That's 1-800-200-7163. Or online with preparewithglenn.com. Limit four per caller, but do it now. 800-200-7163. Or online at preparewithglenn.com. Glenn Beck. Listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.
I am a big fan of disruptive ideas, and this year, Casper Mattresses is on the top of my list. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and I love sleeping on my Casper Mattress. Casper is an obsessively engineered mattress at an unbelievably fair price. It combines springy latex and supportive memory foams to create an award-winning sleep service with just the right sink and just the right bounce. And better yet, it breathes so you don't wake up drenched in sweat. Time Magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015. Try Casper for 100 nights risk-free in your home. And if you don't love it, they're going to pick it up and refund everything. Imagine that, a company so confident that their product is what you want that they'll offer a 100% refund. Made in America, with free shipping and returns to U.S. and Canada. Get $50 off of any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Terms and conditions do apply. Go to casper.com slash Glenn, casper.com slash Glenn. Triple eight seven two seven back. The Glenn Beck program. We have for the first time. They just released this. This is audio of Hillary Clinton um, in her deposition with the FBI on things marked confidential. Listen. Cookie starts with C. Let's think of other things. Starts with C. Uh, ah, who cares about other things? C is for cookie. That's good enough for me. <laughs> Must have had a C is for cookie. That's good enough for me. C is for cookie. And in this, she clearly says it stands for other things. Right. Who cares about those other things? Right. Because the cookie part is good enough for I I think that that is, I personally think that's a little damning. Um, (laughs) But the FBI. Uh, yeah, they seem to be can, okay with it. You can hear the rasp in her voice even there. You can. Yeah, you can. It's you can. detectable. You can. And when was this interview with the FBI? Was that a while ago? <laughs> it, was it was Labor Day. Day. It, was la- <laughs> it was Labor Day. Not oh. this Labor Day. The Labor Day that happened around May. Oh, Labor yeah, Day. that Labor Day. Yeah, that right. Labor Day. Right. She had that other coffee uh-huh. pit right uh-huh. in Labor Day because it happens every Labor Day. <laughs> which I didn't realize Labor Day happened like five times a year. Yeah, at least. But... At least. It's like my parents used to say when I'd say, hey, how come you have Mother's Day and and Father's Day? And my mother would say, because every Every day day is Kids Day. Day. Hillary Clinton, every day is Labor Day. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. This is the Glenn Beck Program. 888-727-BECK. Glad you're here. Um, we are, uh, we're so glad that you are here. And is it next week, Ellen, is it next week that we start our new season? Next week, we have a brand new season of uh, the uh, Glenn Beck TV program. Uh, we've changed the title to it. It's a little, it's a little... Uh, you get rid of the host, or...? No, we're just calling it Glenn. We thought the other was too complex. Oh, yeah, we're tired of the other one it was Glenn time. Beck. Oh my gosh! Well, it's just I can't, can't keep track that of that. Yeah. So thank actually, you. this is a completely different show. This is uh, we just completed 
um, half, there's four different shows uh, at five o'clock. Um, each one is different from the other. Um, news of the day kind of happens on Mondays. Then there will be a uh, chalkboard show that just explains how we got here, all of the connections, very much what we used to do at Fox with chalkboards, um, but, a ver- but a deeper look at that. We have two sh- different shows during the week that are just history, but unlike anything we've ever done, we just finished the first half season over the last two or three weeks of uh, a show called His Story, um, and uh, it is really, truly, it is the first thing of television I have completed that I am completely proud of and wouldn't change anything uh, that I've, I've completed since Fox. Um, I'm really, really excited for you to see this. And then we go into production today with something called uh, Vault, which is all of the artifacts. And this one is pinned on um, the first episode, for instance, is on um, perseverance. Uh, The people who have done incredible things, even though people mocked them, laughed at them, or killed them because they believed in something. Uh, And this particular episode will take five different items and show you the history of that item or the history of this person having amazing perseverance. So the history show Vault is based on principles uh, and values, and the history show His Story is based on one person's story from history, but it's, it's their story or really what I got out of that story, His Story meaning my story of this person. And you're not going to find dates and memorization of names in any of these shows. It's just going to be the story of how we got here. And that premieres next week. And I think it's Monday that we do the 9-11 show, which is probably one of the most powerful 9-11 shows I have seen. I was, we had three guests in. One of them had to go down from the 72nd floor. Uh, He was on the 72nd floor all the way down. He got out of the building as it came down. A remarkable story. He was in the North Tower. His wife was in the South Tower. Didn't know if she survived or not. Wait until you hear his story. And then the other, one of the other guys is a guy who was in the, you you know the Pentagon uh, picture where the plane comes in? Mm-hmm. And the wing is in, and one of the jets uh, is hanging right, like, literally feet from a window. The one that proved it was a missile? Yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> if you look at that picture, you will see the big gaping hole, and the, pic- and the, um, uh, the windows on the, on the middle floor, one side of the window is a bathroom, And the other side of the big gaping hole is the office. He walked out of his office, which is on one side of the plane, and went across the hallway to the bathroom. And he had just exited the bathroom to walk back, and he closed the bathroom door and turned in the hallway. And that's when the plane went through the hallway. And if he would have taken a few more steps, he would have been dead Instead, what happened was jet fuel spilled all over him, and he burned in the hallway and couldn't put himself out. Everyone in the office died. 
he's the survivor from that. He tells a remarkable story. And, and supposedly that is all those Monday. people don't exist. You know, for the conspiracy theorists among us, those people don't exist. Nobody saw, nobody talked about a plane ramming into the Pentagon. Nobody saw the plane in the Pentagon. Yeah. He's, well, I think several, he was, many people did. He was in the military for a very long time, and I think he may have been in the Air Force, but he talked about how he knows the sound of a plane. And he said, at first, he said he didn't, he, he didn't know what it was. He said, well, you wouldn't I, I be didn't be guessing a plane was coming into your building. Yeah, and he said, I didn't know what it was. And he said, I, you know, I didn't see a plane. Well, you wouldn't. You just, everything was coming down. Yeah. And I said, you realize, um, you realize you've just said something that conspiracy theorists, and he said, it was a plane. And I said, well, what would you say to those conspiracy theorists? And he said, that jet A fuel tastes exactly the way it smells. Mm-hmm. And he said it with real conviction. A man who is covered and on fire. You don't put yourself out with jet A fuel. Um, and mm. uh, he said the same thing that the guy who, because the guy who was up on the 72nd floor, the wingtip came through the ceiling in the World Trade Center, and it was pouring jet A fuel down, uh, all the way down. I didn't know this, but it was pouring all the way down um, the elevator shafts. So there was fire on every floor because the Jet A fuel was just pouring down the shafts. Mm. So the whole building was on fire. It's really remarkable. Remarkable. Don't miss that. Premier week, only on the Blaze at 5 o'clock, begins Monday on uh, the Blaze TV. Check it out. Become a subscriber. You are going to love this. It's taken me two years to turn this company and this is uh, finally the beginnings of the things that I have wanted to do for five years. And uh, you are really going to like it. That begins on Monday. Okay. Let me tell you my theory on, um, on what's, ha- what's happening with the media. Um, Some uh, breaking media news as we speak as well. Uh, right now, uh, Greta leaving Fox News effective today. Wow. Kind of out of nowhere. Brian Stelter reporting it. Mm. What uh, the heck is that? I don't know. Is anything more on that? In the middle of an election? Uh, that's kind of an interesting programming switch on that. Uh, Britt Hume will, will be taking on, over. however. I What's mean, that? does anybody really care? <laughs> I mean, a collective no, but it's the a Greta thing. No, but it's a. <laughs> she's a no, oh well. Oh god. There for a long, All right, let's move on. I think it's she notable has. that she the has. number it's one notable. cable network is in the middle in the middle of an election. Sixty three days out from an election is making a major yeah. primetime switch. However, I think you're right. I think most people would rather see Brit Hume in the middle of an election anyway. Definitely. Uh, than, but it is kind Greta? of interesting. Yes. And obviously, there's so much drama going on at Fox. What as is well. happening? What is that called? Oh, I it's don't believe be. that. That's just the beginning of it. That's. That's the beginning. Oh, it is. That's not the end. Have you read the latest? I mean, Roger Ailes has just hired the um, the Hulk Hogan attorney. Yeah, and he's going after Gabe Sherman. <laughs> he's oh wow. Be, this is going to be. You want to talk wow. about the battle of the titans? You know, and Gabe Sherman is the guy who reported, and uh, you know, he. I I do not believe that you tangle with Roger Ailes the way Gabe Sherman has tangled without making sure that your sources are good. Rock salt and they better be reported and leaked so far. Yeah. Seemingly has been accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the kiss of death was Megan Kelly. That yeah. was the kiss of death. 
because she has credibility. Yeah. And when she said that, uh, it was it was pretty much everybody's lights opinion out. changed. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And there's a couple of other sources that apparently have not been revealed yet that are pretty damning. Pretty damning. It does appear too that twenty. 24- uh, Fox itself has issued a statement on the Gretchen Carlson thing, which they're now reporting is a tw- uh, $20 million settlement. Um, oh, they're, they're settling for 20 oh, Did you see that she recorded the last year of conversations yes. with him? <laughs> I don't know how that happened because didn't you have to leave your devices outside his office? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's interesting. Mm-hmm. She must have clandestinely. Can I tell you something? something. Mm-hmm. Maybe you shouldn't. That is the bravest thing. Yeah, that is. That is the That's... bravest thing. I, when I heard her, yeah. that she had wired herself and she brought in her, I thought to myself, wow, had anyone ever considered that before? They probably had not done it because the ramifications would have been serious nuclear war. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, is, that was one of the bravest things I've ever heard. I read that and I was awestruck by her. But that might uh, oh, it's over. be a reason for a $20 million loss. Yes. Yeah, no, it's, it's over. Settlement. The thing, did you see what she, the, he said in the, on that tape? Yeah. Ooh. I mean, you know, there's been a lot of reporting on it. I, I, you know, obviously. Assuming I, I haven't actually heard the tape. No, I haven't either. It hasn't been released and I doubt it ever will be. But if, if what I have read is accurate, mm-hmm. right, is really deadly. Um, terms of the settlement, not public. Van- Vanity Fair reported that it was a $20 million <laughs> settlement with Carlson. This is a statement from 21st Century Fox. 21st Century Fox is pleased to announce it has settled Gretchen Carlson's lawsuit. During her tenure at Fox News, Gretchen exhibited the highest standards of journalism and professionalism. She developed a loyal audience and was a daily source of information for many Americans. We are proud that she was part of the Fox News team. We sincerely regret and apologize for the fact that Gretchen was not treated with the respect that she and all of our colleagues deserve. Wow. I mean, that is a full-out, holy crap, uh, she's right statement. So Gabe is the one, and most people don't know this. Gabe is twenty million dollars. I know. Gabe Sherman is the one who reported that um, uh, that Donald Trump was the mediator between Roger Ailes and Brian Lewis. Brian Lewis is a name that not a lot of people know. But anybody who is in the news business and anyone who has ever crossed paths with Fox really knows. And um, the, the PR department, um, it, it has been reported that um, there was a secret room in the bowels of Fox mm. that was a, uh, what would you call, what are they calling that? Uh, uh, not a war room, a uh, but it's it was Roger Ailes' personal room of, um, according to Gabe Sherman, uh, these people who would go and investigate um, the people that needed to be silenced or destroyed, and pretty frightening um, stuff, according to Gabe Sherman, and um, uh, Brian is the guy who would use that information, apparently, um, to discredit and silence people with the press. He was the guy who knew where all of the bodies were buried. Well, he, we don't know what happened. It's kind of like what happened with Gretchen, where one day it was just over. And there was a book out about uh, Rupert Murdoch. And the last chapter was The Two People Rupert Murdoch Fear. 
and it said there's only two people on World, and that is Roger Ailes and Brian Lewis. Mm-hmm. And um, there was an $8 million settlement. They got into an argument. Roger fired him. He was out on the streets, and Brian was going to everybody saying, hey, I've got some information that I'm willing to... Uh, is anybody willing to print some information if I come to the table with it? Well, within four weeks, there was an $8 million severance package for Brian. And Gabe Sherman has reported the one who brokered the deal because it was the only person that both Roger and Brian trusted with the facts was Donald Trump. And so Donald Trump brokered that deal. Wow. If that doesn't, if that is true, if that doesn't explain some of the... Yeah, things does. that have it happened in lot, the last yeah. year, uh, nothing will. And I'm and, sure that uh, Roger wasn't the only one that had a black room at the, in the Fox building. Oh, I don't know. I've only heard of one. Okay. Um, do you know something that I don't know? No, I do not. Okay. <laughs> yes, um, he always, Jeffy always knows yeah. something that we don't know. <laughs> and now this. Um, and that's why you usually stop asking questions. Exactly. <laughs> Technology has changed so much of our lives. To protect your home and your family, we have had limited choices. Um, big home security companies would give us these wired systems for free, but then they would lock you into a long-term contract. They'd charge you 40 50 or $60 a month for monitoring, and they would charge that to you for years, and they could get away with it because the other company was just as expensive and you would, if you wanted to switch, you'd have to take the other system out, and then you'd have to rewire it with a new system. Simply Safe has changed all of that. Simply Safe saves you money. The monitoring is fourteen dollars and ninety nine cents a month. There is no contract. You own the system, so you can take it wherever you go. You move to another house or an apartment, you can use the same system. Simply Safe is in my family's home, and it is like having a guard stationed at your front door twenty four seven. Simply say, protect your home the smart way. No wires, no strings with a contract. Visit simplysafebeck.com. Go right now and you'll get free shipping on your order and a free keychain remote worth 25 bucks. It's simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. Glenn Beck program. 888-727-BECK. Mercury. So we got sidetracked on this news that Greta is leaving uh, Fox News effective today. I mean, she's been there for how long? 14 years? Do you remember when she went over to Fox and she had a, and she came back and she had all that plastic surgery? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was 14 years ago. Oh. Wow. Um, anyway, so she's leaving effective today, just kind of a quick broom out. Um, and it's interesting that it was announced this morning and not over the weekend, mm-hmm. where, you know, it would have been more buried. Um, but anyway, so she is, uh, she's out for some reason effective today. And it, because of that just broke, um, we didn't have a chance to uh, tell you my view of what is really happening with the press and Hillary Clinton and what I believe is coming should she win Let's just say 
President Kane. I would suggest if you're voting for Hillary Clinton, you look carefully at your vice presidential candidate. And this has nothing to do with her health. This has everything to do with what I believe is happening with the press. They won't like what I have to say, but consider it next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Today, we begin our history. We thought the week of Labor Day would be a good week to start our history of the labor unions. That's why uh, Hillary was coughing up a storm up in Cleveland this weekend. She talked about Richard Trumpka and all the rest. And boy, are you going to learn things about the labor unions today. That's coming up in about 25 minutes. Uh, you don't want to miss that. It's a four-week, or a, I'm sorry, a four-part serial. All this week begins today. And I want to talk to you a little bit about the media and why the media was actually upset, I believe, that the information released about Hillary Clinton happened this last Friday. I believe that they actually want that information but something is holding them back, and it's not the usual run of the mill. And it's why I would like to advise you that you take a good long look at the running mate of Hillary Clinton. Because the running mate of Hillary Clinton, you may actually call Mr. President. Hear this theory out. Maybe I'm way off base, but I don't think so. And we go there right now. I will make a stand. I will raise my voice. I will hold your hand. Cause we have won. I will beat my drum. I have made my choice. We will overcome. Cause we are The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Programme. So let me start with this question. Stu, Pat, Jeffy, do you think that um, uh, that the media likes Hillary Clinton? Not really. I mean, forced to mm, like her. they like her, they like more her than more than Trump. Trump. Uh, yeah. They like her more than probably any Republican. But not However, like Barack Obama. They don't they don't like her. They like her policies enough to give her the benefit of the doubt on certain things, but they do not seem to personally enjoy her at all. If there was another candidate, um, remember, it was the media that made it seem like Bernie Sanders was stealing it from Hillary Clinton. It was the media that gave Sanders credence when you didn't, there wasn't real credence there to his claims. Correct. It was like, what, 4 million votes away? Uh, yeah, about 3.8 million, I think. He okay, so that, that's not close. No. That's not close. And yet, it seemed close. If there had been a, another candidate running 
that was likable and credible. And you'd have to make one up because I don't think there's anybody likable and credible on the Democratic side uh, that people know. Would you agree with that? They don't have a thick bench. Yeah, their bench is pretty weak. Yeah. There's not a Marco Rubio. Right. Do you believe that if Marco Rubio were the candidate, they would be behaving exactly the same way as they are now? Uh, I mean, they would still be giving Rubio a hard time. Uh, there mm-hmm. would be, I would think, you know, less to pick apart. Um, I don't think this, so you know, I couldn't say this about Ted Cruz because of a theory I'm going to give you here in a second. And I don't think Ted Cruz would have fallen into the same category as a Marco Rubio. Right. I think you know, they were more, t- they'd rather have Marco Rubio certainly as president as either, than either Cruz or Trump. Right. Okay. So, um, here's what I think is happening. I think the media despises Hillary Clinton. They may like her policies, but I think the media, for the most part, except for those who know the George Stephanopoulos, except for those who hang out with Hillary and, oh, she's wonderful, except for a person that I met uh, in Los Angeles um, who's a nobody uh, and said to me, oh, I've helped raise millions of dollars and she is one of the most despicable people I have ever met. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) What? She's the most despicable person you've ever met and yet you've raised millions of dollars? Well, yeah. Okay. Okay, did you do that for her campaign or the Clinton Foundation? Oh, I've done it for both, but boy, the Clinton Foundation is dirty as they come. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, like, I've met yeah. several people on the, on the left that feel that way about the Clintons. They're corrupt, they're bad people. I think the media liked Bill Clinton. They do not like Hillary Clinton. I think Hillary Clinton is um, a strong-armed, uncaring, power-hungry, greedy woman that just cares about her, maybe her husband, cares about Chelsea, the legacy, and what she wants, and she's going to get it done. And I I just don't think there's any love lost between... Her in the media. As we saw with Barack Obama, once they found another candidate, they threw her. She's John McCain. Remember how the media loved John McCain until he was up against a Democrat. And then that guy is the worst, right? There's Mm -hmm. no actual love for Hillary Clinton. And I think Hillary and I think that Hillary Clinton, I've said this since probably 2010, that Hillary Clinton will pay the bill for Barack Obama with the press. Barack Obama got away with everything um, because he was Barack Obama. And some of it scared the press. Remember, they've gone after the press. And we've said, are they crazy? Why aren't they saying anything? They let him get away with it. I don't believe they're going to let others get away with it. I think the media 
wants to expose Hillary Clinton, wants to expose. Look at some of the stories that have come out from the left on the Clinton Foundation. Look how many stories you've read. It's not just the right that's saying they need to close down the Clinton Foundation. They need to close it down. You're not just seeing that from the right. You're seeing that from the left as well. I believe the press, because Donald Trump's policies, some of them are more progressive than Hillary's. For instance, if you believe in big government, do you believe that Donald Trump is small government? No. He has said that for the stimulus package, you need at least twice the size of, of stimulus that Hillary is saying. Do you think he's going to repeal Obamacare? No. He has said long before this uh, running and then during this campaign, he has said on 60 Minutes and never retracted that he wants fully government-funded health care, one single-payer health care system. It's going to cost me some votes from Republicans, but I right. don't care. So he is, in many ways, to the left of Hillary Clinton and the progressives. He loves a lot of the things, and he believes. He believes in the, the transgendered bathrooms. That, those are all things that they can get along with. And they don't like her. Here's the problem. They are more afraid of the authoritarian nature of Donald Trump than they dislike her. Usually when they'd say, you know, George Bush is a fascist, I don't think they actually meant that. Those were the, those were the Sidney Sheehan's of the world that were saying that. There are credible people on the left that actually believe Donald Trump is a fascist. There are credible people on the right that believe Donald Trump has fascist tendencies. Um, I'll show you a report that has come out um, that talk about the earmarks of people who believe that, um, that, are, that are the diehard Donald Trump early bandwagon supporters. They are authoritarian in nature. If they did surveys of people, and they've done five, like five different groups were studying uh, the rise of authoritarianism, Five years ago, when I was starting to talk about it, I find out now in this article, several universities were also studying the rise of authoritarianism here in America and trying to figure out where is it going to come from. And basically, they were studying everything that I was warning about, that in a time of strife and this kind of discontent, some strongman will step forward. And so what they defined as American authoritarianism, they defined who that person is that would be likely to uh, go that way. And uh, so this, this subject is, is really on not Donald Trump, but on the people that are the most diehard, you know, the, the Steve Bannons uh, of, the, uh, of the movement, the Breitbarts of the movement, and who they are. And now you can look at it and say it's the rise of the alt-left or the alt-right. They are... The press is more afraid of that than anything else. Once that obstacle is removed, 
I think they tear her face off. I think they punish her for all of the sins of the Obama administration. And I think that they punish her for all of the sins of the Clinton administration. And I think they punish her for all of the sins of the Clinton Foundation and her personal sins, which are huge. I think once she's in, you're looking at a real possibility of President Kane over Clinton. Because this isn't going to go away. This is getting worse and worse and worse for her. If you see what the FBI said, they're just I, I read an article on Medium this weekend where this guy was making the point of we in the media, we want, we want this story, but not now. We don't want this story now. Because this story now only strengthens Trump and we're terrified of Donald Trump. But we don't like Hillary Clinton. She's corrupt to the core. I really think if you're thinking about voting for Hillary Clinton, I know most in this audience are not, probably all in this audience are not. But if you're thinking about it, you better do your homework on Kane. We should should really look into him. Is he qualified to be the president of the United States? Because this guy, this guy may actually become president. You think through impeachment? Yes. Mm. Yes. It's a tough process. It is a tough process. But I will tell you this. They're they're counting on something that just may not happen. You know, those who are thinking that that way. I don't think they're thinking that way. You don't think they're waiting to release all this stuff and get her impeached? No, I think... I think she will be. I think this stuff, this is, this is, okay, do you remember, this was what happened on the re-election of Richard Nixon. All this stuff was swirling before Richard Nixon. Yeah. And it was all denied and denied and denied and denied. And then when he got in for the second term, it just started coming out fast and furious. Yeah. This is her first term. So if she goes in, we all know she's corrupt. I mean, Everybody, even the late-night comedians are calling her corrupt. Everyone knows she's corrupt. And there's only, there's only so much more that she can do. I mean, she, look at what she has done. Mm-hmm. And she's selling the country out for, we now know, with the Clinton Foundation, she sold the country out for cash. Meetings with the State Department for cash. We know the classified documents. Say what you will about um, the press, but they still, I don't think, um, want real true criminals in office. You know what I mean? They don't want people who are, are truly selling the office for cash. And unlike the Lincoln bedroom, which was her idea, by the way, this is selling access to the president to people in Bahrain for cash. That's not right. Mm -hmm. And even the left knows that that's not right. And uh, my guess is, is that if she is in, and I don't think anybody's planning this, what I do believe is it will happen this way, that if she gets in, the sins of the first Clinton, the sins of the second Clinton... I'm sorry, of, the, of, of Barack Obama 
and the sins of Hillary Clinton will all coalesce around her. She's not liked by the Democrats. She doesn't have the likable nature of Bill Clinton. She certainly doesn't have the protection of Barack Obama. And if Cain is acceptable uh, to the left, he will, they will go after her, remove her, install him as the president of the United States. And she will imagine the legacy of the Clintons Two Clintons impeached and one convicted. I'll bet you. Maybe. I'll bet you. She has to get in first, which is mm-hmm. still way up in the air. Because as every day goes by, I mean, everybody I talk to... is actually week, tightening right now. Oh, wait, wait. Again, my shoe would be 20 points ahead. Marco Rubio, she'd be done... And this, we wouldn't even be talking about the election. We would be making Marco Rubio, you know, President Marco Rubio wall-hanging plates at this point because Marco Rubio would have been 20 points ahead of her because she is over. She's just over. Um, it, it is, both, but it both, is yet still hers to lose. They're both a giant gift to each other. They are. Clinton and Trump. They are. They really are. Now this, over the weekend, another experienced Wall Street investor commented on negative interest rates, quote, negative interest rates are intended to discourage saving and encourage both spending and investment. If savers must pay a penalty, spending an investment should, in theory, become more attractive proposition. Negative interest rates in historical record are symptomatic of times of crisis when all conventional policies have failed and such are rare. Their use is a measure of desperation. Do you hear that? (laughs) This is the last thing that they can get you to stimulate the economy and get you to go out and buy things. What they don't understand is we don't have the money to buy things. So you're not buying things because you're not getting the loans. Who's getting the loans? These giant corporations and the banks. They're the ones with all the money. They're not giving them to the regular people. And so what's happening? They're desperate to get the economy chugging. You don't have the money. They make negative interest rates to penalize you in having money in the bank. So you'll take it out of the bank and whatever you savings you have, you'll spend it. Don't do it, please. New strategy, gold line. Call them today, please. 1-800-866, I'm sorry, 1-866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE. That's 866-465-3546. Read their important risk information. Read history. Read about the Weimar Republic. We are repeating it day by day. We repeat it. Call GOLDLINE now. Read their important risk information. Find out if it's right for you. GOLDLINE.com. 1-866-GOLDLINE. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. The Glenn Beck Program. So who are they going to put on in Greta's place? Greta, Greta Sustern, 
Tooker key man clause. Everybody had, I had it in my contract, everybody had a Roger Ailes key man clause because you never knew what was going to happen. If, so that means if Roger leaves, uh, who was running the network at the time, you have the opportunity to just walk out. Yes, the key person at the right. network. Right. Yeah. Uh, that is what they're reporting, by the way. We don't know that for a fact, but that yeah. is because the speculation always was that, you know, uh, the Murdoch boys would take over and then it would become a liberal network. And so everybody wanted to have a key. Oh, they just clause. shoot themselves in the foot if they do that. Oh, it's over. And I don't think they're, I mean, you don't, you don't, they clear a quarter of a billion dollars in profit. It is the most profitable arm. I'm pretty sure. More than that. Yeah, I think it's like a billion. Yeah, I think they bring in a billion dollars a it's, year. I think it's about a, it's like 20% of the entire company's earnings. Yeah. It's, it's, profits, it, I mean, yeah. come from. It's a profit. phenomenal amount of money. Phenomenal amount of money. You can't do without it. Right. So I, I don't know how they Yeah, so, but who's going to. Fox News 2015 profit, 1.5 billion. Profit? One and a half. One point five billion. billion. Wow. CNN uh, profit, 381 million. MSNBC profit two hundred and twenty-seven million. You cannot change that formula. Can you can tweak it? You, you just can't. well. Part of the deal is everybody else is union. They're not union, so there's a lot of profit there because there's not there's not unions there. They just take ah. care of their people. Uh, which, by the way, union special. We'll tell you the history of the unions, their ties to communists, thugs, and the Democratic Party. Next. The Glenn Beck Program. Sign up for the newsletter and get all the info you need to know at glennbeck.com. Just a happy little jingle from a happy group of Americans, right? The union label song was so happy, in fact, that Al Gore once told a group of Teamsters at their conference that it was a lullaby that I heard as a child, end quote. His mother would sing to him the jingle of the union at night. It is interesting that Al Gore's mother was apparently still singing lullabies to Al when he was 27 years old. Because the union label song was written in 1975. Union organizers and leaders have perhaps not always been as happy-go-lucky and charming as the union label song. From the beginning, unions, communism, socialism, and democratic socialism have gone hand-in-hand together. So much so that, looking back through history, it's hard to find any separation. It may have something to do with the feelings about unions from Karl Marx. Among other things, Marx said, Let the ruling classes tremble at a communist revolution. The proletarians have nothing to lose but their chains. Workers of the world unite. 
also from Karl Marx. It will be the workers with their courage, their resolution and self-sacrifice who will be chiefly responsible for achieving victory. The petty bourgeois will hesitate as long as possible and remain fearful, irresolute and inactive, but when victory is certain, it will claim it for itself and will call upon the workers to behave in an orderly fashion and it will exclude the proletariat from the fruits of victory. The rule of the bourgeois democrats from the very first will carry within it the seeds of its own destruction and its subsequent displacement by the proletariat will be made considerably easier. Friedrich Engels, the co-author of the Communist Manifesto, talked about what communism was really about. What is communism? Communism is the doctrine of the conditions of the liberation of the proletariat. What is the proletariat? The proletariat is that class in society which lives entirely from the zeal of his labor and does not draw profit from any kind of capital, whose will and woe, whose life and death, whose sole existence depends on the demand for labor. Because Marx and Engels seemed to care so much for the working class, for those who labored, in some ways, then, the organizing of workers and communism would seem a natural fit. Which may explain why, at or near the head of nearly every major union, was a communist. Even the founder of the largest union in America, Samuel Gompers, of the American Federation of Labor, or AFL, was initially a socialist attending their meetings and rallies in the 1870s. While hanging on to some Marxist principles throughout his life, Gompers eventually denounced and disliked socialists. Other union leaders hung on to their Marxist and socialist principles entirely throughout their careers. Communists were so pervasive with the union leadership and the union movement that in 1936, Robert R. McCormick, publisher of the Chicago Tribune, wrote... They call it the Democratic National Convention, but obviously it is the CIO Convention. Franklin D. Roosevelt is the candidate of the CIO and the communists because they know if elected, he will continue to put the government of the United States at their service at home and abroad. The CIO is in the saddle and the Democrat donkey under whip and spur is meekly taking the road to communism and atheism. Everybody knows that Roosevelt is the communist candidate, but even the communists cannot be sure where their place will be if he wins. His purpose is to overthrow the republic for his own selfish ambitions. But it is the duty of every American to oppose the great deceiver, Roosevelt. It's a good guess that a similar article about the Democratic president would not be found today in the Chicago Tribune. In 1949 and 1950, the CIO, Congress of Industrial Organizations, expelled 11 of their major unions because their leaders and much of the membership were communists. Communists that they could not get under control. Often forgotten about the labor movement is that there was also a significant amount of racism. In San Francisco in the late 1880s, a meeting was held in support of striking workers at which time the union developed a slogan for their strike. Quote, the Chinese must go, end quote. Labor leader Dennis Kearney incited anti-Chinese sentiment and hit on their anxiety, saying, We intend to try and vote the Chinaman out, to frighten him out. 
and if this won't do it, to kill him out. The heathen slaves must leave this coast. In the cigar industry, looking for union labels was a way of saying to customers that this product was made by white people. It also put indirect market pressure on employers to hire only union men and not, quote, Chinamen. For anyone still skeptical about that, and it does seem hard to believe in this day and age, the first cigar maker union label reads, quote, The cigars herein contained are made by white men. This label issued by the authority of the Cigar Makers Association of the Pacific Coast, end quote. Also, let's not forget blacks were excluded from joining the unions. And even when finally some, including Gompers at the AFL, began an effort to organize blacks into unions, it was only to prevent blacks from becoming angry with white workers' better conditions and spoiling things for the whites. Many factors contributed to the rise in sympathy for communism and expansion through unions in America. Some of these things were truly despicable working conditions in some factories and sweatshops. There is no doubt that there were unfeeling and uncaring employers everywhere on the planet, including the United States. But there were also very large and influential contributing factors that had little to no basis in reality. In 1906, journalist Upton Sinclair wrote the book called The Jungle. In addition to describing meatpacking plant horrors like rivers of pig blood flowing through the plant in Chicago from the unsanitary conditions, the jungle also depicted worker-class poverty, horrific living conditions for the workers, helplessness and hopelessness among the working class, and the lack of caring and concern from their evil employers. Though treated as fact, the book was fiction, almost entirely made up. Sinclair claimed to have worked undercover at the plant and then first published his tale in a series of articles for a socialist newspaper called An Appeal to Reason before it came out as a novel. While in the plant, Sinclair made up stories about human workers falling into rendering tanks and being ground up with the other animal parts for Durham's pure leaf lard. The book horrified Americans in large measure because of the food contamination aspect. But falsehoods in the book also spurred increased participation in unions in the United States. Plus, the outcry eventually led to the formation of the FDA. The history of unions in America is a very complex topic. There is no denying that unions served a purpose as Americans entered the Industrial Age. But there is also no doubt that the movement was susceptible to infiltration by those who wanted to fundamentally transform or even destroy the United States of America. There was also violence. And a lot of it. More on that aspect in the next episode. Glenn Beck. I don't think this is the uh, salute to Labor Day that you're going to hear from CNN or MSNBC. But, uh, no. Once in there did anyone say, let's go to Cleveland. Yeah, right. Uh, I will tell you, uh, this, this week is, is awesome uh, on the history of labor. And it's, you know, today was, you know, the communist, tomorrow is violence. But then we get into present day unions. And it is remarkable on what we have found and what is, what is going on. You can hear these serials on just about any topic for free 
Just go to glennbeck.com slash serials, pick a topic, and listen to it. This week is the uh, labor unions, but there's, I don't even know, 50 of them, 40 of them uh, that are up there now, and you can listen to them uh, in their entirety. And I believe watch them, too. I think they're also visual uh, on the website. I'm not sure. Blinds.com is our sponsor this uh, half hour. Um, They make it so easy that you cannot make a mistake. Even if you do, Blinds.com will fix the mistake for you. Now, I don't know. You've had Blinds.com in your house, Mm. Pat. Did you make a mistake? No. Yeah. Did you make a mistake on yours? No, I did not. Yeah. It's really easy, actually. Mine was, I didn't, um, but I've heard of people. (laughs) Wait, yours was what? You didn't really finish it. I know. I was just saying that I've heard of people that have made a mistake. Oh, but you were going to say yours was. It was great. It was simple. It was, I mean, because it's all right there. All you have to do is just follow the directions. Right. But did you, so you didn't. Oh, anyway, so I've heard of it. Let's not bog down on these things. All right. Um, I've heard of people that have, have actually done it wrong four times. Four. Four. four times. Wow, four times. Wow, they've I had mean, to recut the curtains four times. So there's no, there's no bonehead bonus or something. No, that they, no, they charge nope, you with it. Like, nope. They will eventually uh, hold you accountable, though, right? Will they ever? No, wow. no, not this individual. Uh, they didn't hold uh. accountable for it ever, <laughs> and uh, that individual was really surprised, uh, and was I've heard was so embarrassed, mm-hmm. like the well, the second, but the third and the fourth time was so embarrassed. That he couldn't even call himself. Had like what, somebody you, else you heard this? Who did you, do you, yeah. who, who did you hear uh, it doesn't matter. for him? Anyway, so 100% satisfaction guaranteed uh. means you, you, really just that. Until it's right, they'll keep doing it. You know what? I bet he did it as a test. That's it. He did right. it as a test to see how anyway check out their labor day sales events uh now through september 8th you can save up to 35 percent site-wide when you use the promo code beck blinds.com blind shade shutters drapes anything you need use the promo code beck if he was really doing it as a test you think he would have told you that when he was telling you the story sometimes he's but, uh, is he yeah, sometimes he doesn't tell everybody. Would have been everything. to his advantage, though. September 8th for up to 35% off site-wide. That's blinds.com, promo code Beck. Blinds.com. Glenn Beck. Want to see Glenn live? If you're coming to Texas, you can. Join us at Mercury Studios in Dallas for a taping of Glenn's television show. To reserve your seat, email tickets at glennbeck.com with your information. That's tickets at glennbeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Day. Thank you. <clears throat> when we were trying to figure out where we could be, we all said, "Let's go to Cleveland." Yeah, I mean, we all do that. <laughs> Who doesn't there. do that? And there. And I want to thank Congresswoman Marsha Fudge for hosting us. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> she says the Cleveland line almost like she's being sarcastic intentionally. <clears throat> like she's in it's a competing a- city, <laughs> trying to make fun of Cleveland. Oh. Here's Hillary uh, uh, coughing up a storm this weekend. <laughs> I've been talking so 
so much. I've been talking so much. (laughs) (laughs) Shouldn't laugh at her coffee. Every time I think about Trump, I get allergic. Okay, so here she is. So she barely, she can barely choke out that line. Right, and she does this for four minutes this weekend. Mm-hmm. Then she was asked this question: Are you concerned about conspiracy theories about your health and whether that will affect the election? And are you concerned separately about the tightening polls of Donald Trump? I'm not concerned about <clears throat> conspiracy theories. Um, there are so many of them, I've lost track of them. And so I pay no attention to them. Yeah. I'm not concerned about these conspiracy theories about my voice. I was, let me tell you something. I was smoking some fiberglass over the weekend. (laughs) And a pack of cool cigarettes. You know, this all started with a conspiracy theory from the right wing (laughs) that my husband was doing Monica Lewinsky over there. I mean, who would... Who he wants to he wants to mess around with another woman when he could have a slice of this. <laughs> Come on, nobody's buying that. <laughs> Look at these cankles. Huh? <laughs> Once in a while, I bring the girls out. <laughs> That's what I call them, the girls. Boy, does that drive Bill this is wrong. wild? Stop. Stop. This is wrong. <laughs> okay. I'll okay. only give you five more minutes, and I wanted to. <laughs> I I just realized this is wrong. I'm stopping myself now. You're the one doing it. I know. I know. I know. Um, Once in a while, you know, when you're first starting mm -hmm. to, you know, wanting to stop drinking, you'll find yourself in a bar and having a drink and you're like, I've got to leave now. And if you don't leave, you're there for the night. (laughs) And the next. And the next, and the next. And the next. And after a point, after you've had a few drinks, then you're just like, I'm going to start tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah, let's, stop let's stop now. Let's stop now. Let's stop now. So <laughs> that's too ridiculous. Come on. I mean, the guy's calling Did it you a notice, conspiracy theory. Yeah, you notice he's approaching it as a conspiracy theory, yes. which is Cass Sunstein. Label things a conspiracy theory and those who disagree with you as a conspiracy theorist, and you win the argument. That's all Cass Sunstein. That's behavioral science. Um, and so he's, they've got them so well-trained that they come and say it's a conspiracy theory. It's not a conspiracy theory. It is a theory. You seem to be coughing a lot. Mm-hmm. You had a fall. You testified, we now know, on Friday, right before Labor Day. That's weird. That's the best time to release things if you really want it seen. On um, the Friday afternoon, they released that she, in her testimony to the FBI... She said, I often am confused and I I had this bad concussion and so that's why this all happened. She used her health as an excuse to not go to jail. Yeah. It's not a conspiracy theory. That's what you told the FBI. How is it a conspiracy theory to use your own words that you were saying to the FBI and say, hey, should we be concerned about this? You obviously violated national security because you were confused from your concussion. It's a problem. Why don't you come out and tell us? The Glenn Beck Program.
We're nine weeks um, out from the presidential election, and it is near even in the race. Um, that's not the way the Electoral College uh, looks, but Stu has some updated uh, numbers, and it looks like it's tightening and getting better for um, Clinton. New poll show uh, that Trump is leading Clinton 45-43, so it is getting better for Donald Trump. Uh, also, Hillary Clinton wanted to show the press and welcome them all to her brand new airplane, which mm-hmm. I think is so relatable. Uh, I have a report that the U.S. agreed to secret exemptions so Iran could keep its weapons-grade uranium, which, who doesn't think that's a good idea? And if we have time, I want to share an open letter from a mayor to their city saying we need to behave differently as citizens in our city. It's a very brave letter, and I think spot on. We'll get to that. We'll begin right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America, and welcome to the program. Let me, uh, let me, let's just start with Hillary Clinton, because I think we all want to see a tour of her new, brand new airplane. Um, here is uh, Hillary Clinton this weekend. Hey, guys. Hi. 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 Welcome Hi. to our big plane. <laughs> it's so exciting. Oh. What do you think? I think it's pretty cool, don't you? I feel yeah, I really do, uh, Mrs. Income Inequality. I love your brand new, beautiful, big plane. That's <laughs> really fantastic. I wish I could understand where my next meal is coming from, but uh, yeah, I'm loving your new plane. Okay, now the reason why she's doing this, <laughs> do you guys know, is she riding on the same plane? Because she uh, yeah. is the yeah. first I person. I think so, she based is? on what she, com- what, what she says. Yes. <laughs> I think. Is there is there been one word out of her mouth that's been sincere? No. Doesn't sound uh, like she it. Not, not, I mean, she's so unlikable. Yeah, she's yeah. terrible at this. Yeah. By the way, they're trying to pass this off as a press conference. Because you know how they've been saying like that she hasn't had a press yeah. conference in 276 days. Are you kidding? The greeting say, of the reporters. Well, is a well she press takes conference? some questions did, after this. She did take some yeah. questions. Yeah. So, and so she's trying to now claim that be, uh, her on this plane taking some questions from reporters constitutes a press conference. I'm telling you, the press knows the difference. I'm telling you, if she becomes president of the United States, she will be impeached in the first four years. She will be impeached. Well, she won't let it happen because she'll cut them off with a coughing fit, and it'll be all over. Yeah. I'm telling you, she'll come up with a health reason and she'll resign before she's impeached. But I'm telling you, she, they're gonna, the press, she'll throw them out. Barack Obama used to always blame the press and everything else. He got away with it. She won't. She will not get away with it. When they know that it'll be a Democrat in office anyway, they'll go for her. The, the reason why this plane is a big deal is because she was flying in a separate plane. And she was the first candidate to ever do that. 
she had a big challenger and they i think she put all the press in another challenger instead of getting one big commercial jet and everybody was like why are we not on the same plane as the candidate oh we just couldn't get a jet <laughs> what <laughs> we just couldn't Global get a warming could needed a, two jets we needed two jets mm. And so this is why this is a big deal. I want to invite, I'm so excited. We finally on the same plane. Yeah, oh my you know God. she's excited about it. Oh, yeah, she's thrilled she to be with the riffraff of the press. <laughs> um, okay, let's look at the uh, polls because Stu says there's some interesting things. Washington Post, for the first time, took polls in all 50 states because it is not the national poll that matters. What matters is the Electoral College. What did you find? Yeah, there's, well, there's two interesting things. You mentioned the CNN uh, poll, or at least we talked about it earlier. Um, the CNN poll came out, which has Trump ahead, 45-43 in a four-way race. Um, and CNN poll is a, it's a live interview poll. Um, the methodology is solid. Um, and so this is a good result for Donald Trump. It's a, it's a strange result in that a lot of the things that uh, people question in polls kind of appear here. For example, the likely voter screen. So they take registered voters, right? Yeah. The register, pool of registered voters, uh, Clinton actually wins by three. But they screen to go to likely voters, it actually goes to Trump by two. So it's a pretty big swing as far as the likely voter screen. But that's not out of character. Uh, usually likely voters tend to be more Repu- – Republicans show up more. You know, They're usually older and they show up to elections more. So that's not totally out of – uh, character. One thing that is out of character from the other polls is there are more Republicans than Democrats in the sample, which is very strange. The average um, for, for all of these polls, the sample is usually about Democrats plus seven. And that results from the idea that independents typically are more Republican. So a They're lot of people, Democrats. you know, for example, I, I would consider myself a Republican leaning independent. I'm not a member of the Republican Party. A lot of Republicans don't like their party system, don't like the Republican Party, they become independents, but still wind up voting Republican a lot. Okay. So that's oh. pretty typical. In this one, however, there's a Republican plus four sample, which is way out of whack of what are the, all the other polls are and probably the re- reason why Trump is winning this poll. However, it's still a good result. It's from so a wait, solid Wait, why pollster. should it be Democrats plus seven? Usually because Republicans um, wind up being, there's more Republican-leaning independents. So if you kind of take, if you figure everyone is split, right, there's, yeah. let's say, you know, the country is divided. Uh, wait, wait, wait. So they, they interview independents as well. Yeah, independents are part okay, of the poll. Okay, so I understand that. So Republicans, you know, they're a little bit more independents that, that lean Republican. Got it, okay. And that shows in this poll where Trump is winning uh, with uh, independents by a pretty large margin. Um, so that's an interesting poll and a good he result. Is winning with independence with in this Lillard. poll, yes, he is. Uh, that hasn't been the case in every poll. Another interesting part of this poll is that once again, um, it appears that the third-party candidates are taking more from Hillary Clinton than Donald Trump. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, Gary Johnson, for whatever reason, seems to only be reaching out to the left, and obviously, Jill Stein is essentially a socialist. We have Rick, who's up in Maine, and he's had a question uh, on Gary Johnson. Rick, welcome to the program. Hello. Hey, how are you, man? Welcome Hi, to the program. How are you? Nice to talk to you. I'll try to make it quick. Yeah. I'm trying to get your why on Gary Johnson. Um, I, I feel like I might have missed something. I, 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 I watch the show all the time. I've been for a long time. Um, I, I think it's important that he gets on the debates. Oh, I do, too. Yeah, and, I do too. And, well, yeah, well, I'm glad to hear that. And I, I have decided that that's where I'm going after 
beating myself up thinking about this thing. I also I think that why would anybody not consider two governors with 16 years experience who mm-hmm. su- seem to support the Constitution and are for smaller government? Well, and they're would, not, and stay out of uh, out of personal decisions of people. Because, I, I because don't understand. When we interviewed him, we found out that he's he's not smaller government at all. And and the fact is, he's much closer to Hillary Clinton in policy than he is to uh, like a libertarian like Rand yeah, Paul. I, I, he's I, he's not, not Rand Paul. He's not conservative. No. He's, well, he's, he's very still, liberal still on that. on virtually every issue, and that's why I've I've decided he's not an option for me. Okay, Pat. Uh, still, mm-hmm. the, the fact is that he, if they say within the means of the Constitution. Isn't he a better choice than what we have? I mean, mm, I, I mean, I, I think He's, I can do that, a little yeah. better with my mm. vote than I can right now. I see. I how will tell you, Rick. I am more. I, and, I haven't made my decision yet, Rick, but I'm more in your camp than Pat's camp. Um, uh, Gary Johnson bothers me because I, I don't think he trusts the people. I just wrote an op-ed for Medium uh, that is up this weekend. Uh, on Gary Johnson, um, um, Pendulet asked me, you know, would I, would I endorse him? And I'm, I'm out of the endorsement business. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, I, uh, but I wrote and I said, here's, uh, here's what I really think about Gary Johnson. Um, and I, I really think he should be, and so should Jill Stein, be involved in the debates. Um, they, people should see these guys because yeah. it's not the two-party sure. system. The two-party system, it, yeah, at least the first one. The two-party system is completely broken. Rick, I don't know if you did. You hear his interview here? Uh, the, I think we've done two I interviews did. with him. I did. He's they not were the both best really speaker. bad. He's, I know he's that. very bad. He's not. He's a bad candidate, and he has, frankly, for me, bad policies. I mean, especially his social policies. The are ones he cares unacceptable. about are the are the, are only seemingly exclusively the left wing parts of his platform. Yeah, yeah. and that's all he I pushes. Mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, all he pushes. We talked about this. If he was balanced, if he would come out and say, "Look, you're going to disagree with me, Glenn, but I don't believe the government should have the power to force my opinion or your opinion on anyone." I'm oh, right I, there no, with I'm you. He's not I like that. Going back to the experience of the two governors. Yeah. They're, they're, you know what? There's not a question about this. They are by far the best on paper team. Yes, they are. There's no question about it. The other, yeah. the other candidates have nothing on this. I oh, mean, Hillary right. Clinton, I mean, obviously she was secretary of state. She has some experience. Trump obviously does not. But I mean, you know, these two guys, they had two. You have two uh, governors of bluish states, one deep blue in Massachusetts, bluish states, uh, who were popular and did what people in the state believe was a good job. Now, that's, of course, because they were in left-wing states. Mm-hmm. And it seemingly Johnson, we, we talked about this earlier. He did an interview with Greg Gutfeld um, in which he came on, and Gutfeld was just like, hey, tell us what you're about. Listen to the policies, he says. It's pro-pot. Uh, no, uh, you know, uh, no we're too control. tough on the borders. The uh, pro-choice. Uh, uh, you know, freedom to marry whoever you want. These are the freedoms he cares about. And I, I will say that, like, I am, I've been in this Glenn camp, I think, this entire time of thinking that I'm going to end up with Johnson just because there's nobody else to go with. But it's like, watch his interview, I think it was with Guy Benson, about yes. immigration. Yes. In which, when he, when, so when he says illegal immigrants are, uh, you know, we have to, what do you think about illegal immigrants? He goes, don't call them illegal and he gets on this rant with the wild-eyed passion of a left-wing activist. If he talked that way about taxes, I'd be all over him, even with the problems. 
but when we ask them about taxes, when we ask him about taxes, what does he say? Well, you know, I don't I don't really have a specific tax plan, but if someone uh, uh, passed legislation that lowered the tax burden, I would sign it. That was his, that was his answer with taxes. Yeah. There's no passion no, with the typical small the things I like about the Libertarian just, Party. The only thing libertarian about him is his drug policy. That's really about it. I mean, yeah, he I, wants I to legalize the and, his, and his border point. policy and his borders. Well, some. What I mean, did you say? Hang on. Ron Paul was not that, that bad. Rick, what was your what was your what was your point? My point you, to talking about this with you guys is to try to get him up onto the debates. Oh, I agree. Agree. I agree. And that was I will tell you that was the point. That was the point of my. My medium post was, I can't endorse him, but I do endorse the fact that he should be sure. on stage and he should be uh, he should be heard. And so should Jill Stein. They're on the in American all 50 people. states, right? They're yeah. on the ballot, both yeah. of them, I think. Yeah. Stein, I don't think we'll get to all 50. Stein will be he is. And he should have, Absolutely. Yeah. He should have uh, the ability to get on stage. To your, Thanks so much, Rick. To your Thank point you here. Thank you for your time, guys. You bet. Thanks. And I, 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 I'm, that is the debate I'm having right now. The debate that we I mean, he makes a good point. Here. They are better than the other two. They are better. I mean, I, I get to uh, look. I, I, I think they would do a lot of things that I would disagree with, but I would have a chance of getting some of the things that I do agree with. They're both qualified for the job. Yep. Um, they both can do it. Yeah. Um, and they both have. Uh, that neither of them seem to have real shady dealings in their past. You know, the the things that really concern me about both the Republican and the Democrat, they don't seem to have. They don't seem corrupt. And we used to do this show, uh, The Impeachment of Character. Yes. uh, One of the very early versions of this show, uh, which had some good moments. The first first talk show I ever did was during the impeachment trial where I I acted out all of the the trial transcripts. Oh, yeah. We all talked about that at the time. Of the <laughs> argument, and this is the Clinton Lewinsky thing, character matters. We said that over and over and over again. And I don't know, I meant it. Yeah, me too. Um, when it comes down to these candidates, the only, the only one I can't come up with obvious problems uh, with their character is Johnson. Johnson just seems like aloof and at times way too left wing for my taste, but they all do that. Yeah. I mean, Clinton obviously is. Trump constantly is way too left wing for me. Yeah. Um, That's why know, I get to. Character is a real issue here. I have a real problem with. I, I think he's too big government. I, I'm I'm concerned about his uh, distaste for uh, religious people, um, yeah. where he's not, where he seems to be a little off the rails constitutionally on that. Um, however, I have fewer problems with him than I do with the other two. I think that's definitely true. And that's the I mean, thing. Everyone if everybody keeps... else is playing lesser of two evils, right? That... These guys, at least Johnson and Wells. I, I, I don't think are evil. Yeah, I, we keep. I just think they're like, not good. You gotta vote for the lesser of two evils. Well, you don't want the answer there because the answer, obviously, I think, if we're gonna vote for the lesser of the evils, it's probably Johnson. Uh, you know, I mean, I, and again, I, I, it's you're still not getting me into Trump with that argument. Um, but so, but this is interesting because you look at the polls, and they did Washington Post did, uh, along with SurveyMonkey, did polls in fifty all fifty individual states, which is pretty rare. A survey size of seventy four thousand. Now, it's, it's an online poll, and there's some issues with the methodology, but they really, I mean, this is a, the biggest poll you're probably going to see the entire election year. And so there's some really interesting findings, including in New Mexico, and now this is his home state, but Gary Johnson's at 25% in New Mexico. Mm. Um, he's at 19 in several other states, 19, 17, 18. This guy should be, obviously, in the debates. I think you can make a case that Stein has not, 
you know, no. she doesn't have enough to get there. I mean, she's at three and four percent all over the place. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I think you, I wouldn't mind having her in the debates, to be honest. Um, I, I'd the, like you do to have to have more. some cutoff. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you, look at what happened with the Republicans. There's just too many. And you, I mean, you only have three or four debates. Um, right. You know, should there be four people on stage? Well, you know, if they're, you know, if they're 10, 20 percentage points, uh, you know, in that range, I, I think you should. I think you should. Yeah. Um, some of the interesting findings in the poll. Uh, Iowa, a four-point lead for Trump, which is pretty good. He needs, I mean, it would be very helpful. That would be one that he could take away. Winning Ohio as well, uh, uh, 46-43. He is squeak, uh, they're tied in Georgia, which has been, and and in North Carolina, which have been two pure swing states in this election. One of the strangest results in the entire thing, uh, Trump 48, Clinton 46 in Mississippi. Now, I can't imagine that's true, but that is a bizarre result. And if that's anywhere close to true, Trump has no chance. So, and I'll give you another one that gives you the same thing. Clinton 46, Trump 45 in Texas, oh, where we sit. He can't win without Texas. Absolutely no chance. He cannot win without Texas. I uh, think he may lose Texas. He's got to have Texas. I don't think he will. Wow. I don't know. I, well, I want to ask you, when we come back, I want to ask you a question that everybody is asking me. And I want to see if our, ma- our answers match. Okay. And that is... Who benefits from, I don't want to admit that I'm voting for this person, Hillary or Trump? Once the curtain is closed and you're all alone and nobody knows, which one benefits? Now this, several large hotel chains across the country have been involved in credit card uh, data breach. If you have stayed at a major hotel within the recent months, you better take some proactive steps to keep your finances, uh, your, uh, finances safe. America's fastest growing crime is identity theft. And it happens when thieves go into a place like major hotel chains and steal the information and then they pretend that, you, that they are you and they buy things on your credit card, they liquidate your bank accounts, they get to your retirement funds. Those are the worst because you may not know about it right away. That's why I have LifeLock. My family, I have it on the kids as well. LifeLock scans hundreds of millions of transactions each and every second. And if they detect that your information is being used, they send you an alert. And then if there is a problem, they help you fix it. Nobody can prevent identity theft, monitor all transactions, but LifeLock is the best. Go to LifeLock.com at 1-800-440-4936. Use the promo code BECK. Save 10% off your Ultimate Plus membership. 800-440-4936. 1-800-440-4936. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. I will beat my drum. Mercury. Oh, you just missed the uh, update on the Edathon weekend. <laughs> we apparently all had. Uh, Stu had a new IHOP invention. Food. Uh, Stu is a food inventor, yeah, uh, and a food scientist, really. Yeah, and IHOP has this thing where they now put croissant dough oh, so into good. a waffle machine, yeah, and make it into a croissant waffle, and then oh, fold it over a sandwich. 
So good. Holy oh God. And then they put like uh, this sweet cream in it. And yep. then they pour strawberries and straw or bananas. Bananas, or they have an and egg and sauce over it. Uh, no. Really good. Oh, that really good. I'd have to be required. I think, yeah. my God, to try <laughs> for research. For I this think it's show, in the Bible. Audience, did you guys yeah, ever try is. my Thanksgiving breakfast? The next day after Thanksgiving, you take all of the fixins and you put them in a waffle iron, and you make what? Thanksgiving dinner no. into waffle iron. Not yet, but I want year. to. It's unbelievable. I want to. We have to experiment before Thanksgiving so everybody knows how to do it. Yes. It's great. Yes. Back in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. If you're trying to watch your blood pressure, this <laughs> next segment may not be for you. No. Um, Stu and, uh, and Pat are bringing to the table something that I have not seen or heard yet. Oh. And it is oh. the reason why Pat says he cannot vote for uh, uh, Johnson. I, to, to be right. clear, I think Pat was, Pat was already there on a no Johnson vote. It's, this is yeah. actually a thing moving me. Into the no Johnson vote. I mean, this is. And I'm not even. Like, I don't even consider the immigration or the border to be my top issue. Like, it's not. It's not even. I don't. It's not one of my top five issues. Like, is it really not? I mean, it's is a it? big issue, but it's not like the one I live. Definitely top five. Because I know going into the Definitely. Libertarian Party, if I'm going to vote for a Libertarian, there's an issue I might have with border security. Mm, gosh, I know that's an issue. That like that's the thing with Johnson is I could have crossed the line to vote for any Libertarian that gave me the typical problems I have with libertarians. Yeah. Which, you know, sometimes there are a few. You could go with, everything. I mean, Rand Paul. Rand not Paul. the strongest Abs- on the illegals, but, mm-hmm. on, right. or immigration, but it's strong enough that you could say, eh, I, can, I can get past that. There's something here, though, in this Well, when you listen to the passion. tone of his voice, holy and cow. If you, if, after you hear it here, go watch it online if you're interested in voting on it. Because you can see this is vital to him. It's one of the most important things in the world to this guy. Like, yeah. this is a passion issue. And it's, all it is is Guy Benson saying, yeah, by the way, uh, he just says illegal immigrants. And the he, guy f- loses his top. Okay, listen to this. President Obama's executive amnesty action. Which, by the way, where Johnson he fine with. basically decided unilaterally that he was going to uh, issue work visas to millions of adult illegal immigrants who are here in the country. Un- undocumented, by the way. If you use the term the way, illegal immigrants, that is very incendiary to our Hispanic population Hispanic here in this country. Is, uh, Why is that? It I just mean, is. It just is. It, because it just, it just is, is, okay? It is because it is. That's a t- You can't beat that argument with, that I just gave you. <laughs> it is because it is. It just is. Just so that you know. Just so that you know and you don't have to use that term. Isn't but isn't it, Just so you know, not to use the correct terminology. Just so you know, not to use the legally... Uh, pro, it's, it's the legally accepted... I mean, it's not the, it's not the politically correct term anymore, but it's, it's the correct legal term to use. 
They are illegal here, and they're aliens to the country. That doesn't mean they're from outer space. That just means they're not citizens he of talks, this country. He talks to him as if he might think they meant, he meant our, outer space. He does. He's talking yeah, he down does. to And Benson's a smart guy. He's not yeah. some idiot. I mean, he's, not, you know, this is, he's acting as if he's teaching him a wonderful lesson about what this term means. When obviously, this, you know, Benson is very, very familiar with this debate. It's why he's asking about it. Yeah. And if you think it's bad now, just wait. Term accurate in the in the sense that they entered the country they immigrated to the country illegally so they are i'm not they saying they came into this country Whoa. because they couldn't get in legally <laughs> and the jobs existed and you or i would have done the same thing stop and stop 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 anybody here disagree with that yes yes i do tell me i i hope i mean i don't know because i'm not in that situation so i can't i can't definitively say but I think I would try to immigrate legally if I was going to come to the United States of America. And I'm and doing couldn't. terribly in Mexico. And let's say you couldn't. But he, he's talking no, no, about a no, small no, fraction no, of people on, who have on. tried and then do it. Most okay. of them just come across. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. The situation, I just want to get this because I think this is separate from what else he says. This is the emotional point right here. Yes, it is. Okay. And he gets very emotional later, but this is the point that makes him emotional and makes everyone emotional. And I think you have to disconnect these two. Because I believe, and I'm speaking for me, that if I were in Mexico and I was living a life of poverty and my children we're going to live. You and we've been in Mexico enough times to know. I know your children are going to live live the same poverty that you live. No matter what you do, your children are going to live the same. For the most part, you're going to live the same life that you have. There's no betterment each generation. And if I were, if I couldn't feed my family, and my I wanted my children to have a better future, and I could not work, and I couldn't get out of this. And the United States government, I wouldn't do it if, there were, if we were serious about our border. But if the United States was, was just basically, and now they are actually saying, come across. And you've got politicians like this who, Correct. Are, saying, who are saying, don't worry about it. Don't worry come about across. it. I do the same thing. Come on over. Right. And I do the same thing. Come on over. And we're not going to prosecute you. And uh-huh. if you have a baby, you'll be here forever. Uh-huh. I got news for you. At 25 years old. If my wife was pregnant, we living in Mexico, I would say to her, let's go to America where we can have a good life. Because they don't care. Right. They treat it like it's a speeding ticket, if that. Right. I mean, they don't so care. I understand that argument. Not, not even that. Fundamentally, your argument is, would you break the law in some desperate circumstance? The answer to that, of course, is probably yes. I mean, we saw people... I don't even know how desperate I would be if, if on television I was always hearing the same thing. Hey, we got to have these workers in here because who's going to wait on our tables? Who's going to clean our houses? I would rather clean a house in America and work in somebody's yard in America than in Mexico. Because in Mexico, in America, if I start with a, a mowing a lawn, I could then own the lawn company. And then I could, I could send my kids to college and it's over in one generation. This is, this is not you an don't argument. have to get so desperate to come here. It's not an argument of whether the United States is better than Mexico. I mean, no, I know the I, argument I, is. Yes, the, uh, yes that, that is ideal. No. But however, do you, as a human being with moral rules that you apply to yourself, do you break the law to improve your situation? 
situation? If, and I think the answer to that is I would only do it in a very desperate circumstance. For example, we see this after a, a natural disaster. Do people go in and take food when they can't get they, they loot a food store because they can't get anywhere? That's an acceptable uh, idea to me. Uh, but the idea to go over because you think you can make 40 percent more income across the border and breaking the law, that's not acceptable to me. It's not acceptable to you and me. But I can guarantee you that a vast number of people in America who are now trying to, you see what happened at Burning Man, who are now trying to take it from the rich, they would absolutely do it. They would absolutely do it. The vast majority of Americans, and quite honestly, the only thing that would stop me would be the judgment. I would say, it, will there be a judgment of God upon me? And... If it's a speeding ticket, and that's what our government has said, this is a speeding ticket. Judgment of God's not coming on me for a speeding ticket. Not going to come upon me. So I, I got news for you. If I were in Mexico, I would probably do the same thing if the country is saying it's a speeding ticket. Right, under these circumstances. Under these circumstances, I would. Well, you're, you're so saying, he, what he's you're saying, saying is, our country is responsible for their actions. Absolutely. I, I, and That's not entirely true, however, because they bear personal responsibility. You can't take that away from them. They have personal responsibility. And how many speeding tickets and I get have you gotten? So how many sick speeding and, tickets? I, and I paid the price on all of them. That's right. I paid and, the price. And that's all we're doing now is negotiating the price. Right. And some people are saying, you have to move. Because you got a speeding ticket, you have to move. And others are saying, it's a freaking speeding ticket. Let them pay a fine or something. That's the argument of, However, of what you're paying. On those speeding tickets, had I gotten another one after the last one, <laughs> within a three-month period of time, which I did not, fortunately, I would have gone to jail, and they would have separated me from my family. And I'm an American citizen. Why is it that American citizens are treated more harshly than illegal aliens coming from Mexico? Why? I, it drives me is, out of my mind. That is out of my mind. That is separate and apart. This is where the anger comes in. Yeah. Okay? Because yeah. there's three issues. One, should they be here at all? And that's what we've just talked about. Right. Yeah. We look at it as a speeding ticket. We're sending that beacon out all the time and our companies are hiring and building factories by the border for illegal immigrants. But if we were doing things right, the answer is no. They yes. shouldn't be here at all. Correct. So, first, would they come would you come in? Most likely the answer is yep. For a bit of this, if it was a speeding ticket, you damn right to change my kids' lives, I would. Next question. Should it be that way? No, no. Gary Johnson says it should be. We should have open borders. Right. I don't believe in open borders, mm -hmm. but that's the next question. There are three. And really, the first one is where all the emotion is, and it shouldn't be there. Right. See, he seems right. to think the border issue is essentially, do you like Mexicans or not? Yeah. Correct. He sees it's it through not. this like caricature, caricature of what Trump even says. It's not even a fair summary of what Trump says on the border. Which is but what the, Guy but, Benson uh, brings up. Tries to say. Okay. Yeah. So wait, the first one, just, just so we get him right. The first one is, would you do it? I think we can all say, probably. Probably. Under these conditions, and you are in their position. Where they're not enforcing it, it's a speeding ticket. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I would I say issues with that one, but I, I know what I you mean. Too. I, 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 vast majority of people. Would you agree? Vast majority of Americans would do it. Probably. Probably. Okay. So the second one is: 
what do we do about it? And then the third one, what, what should our policy be from open borders to all immigrants, even legal immigrants, should be stopped? And then, and then the third one is, what do you do with them that are already here? Everything's being conflated into one. Mm-hmm. And, and you're missing the second one. Yeah. We're talking about they're here, not whether, they, whether you do it or not, they're here, and now you want no one in the country. But that's, no, th- those are separate issues. I want to talk about the middle one. And what he does is he immediately goes from, you do it and I do it, and then he starts right into, you want to ship them all out. Yeah. You're missing the important fact. Mm-hmm. One we need to discuss, what should our policy be? And he's We're talking about shaking now, through this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, coming from New Mexico, a population with 48% Hispanic. How's the crackdown on 11 million undocumented I mean, workers going to work rhetoric. out? It's, it's going to be dragging people from their homes. Come That's on. how it's going to work out. No. It's going to be checking your papers house to house. So he's making it sound like the Soviet Union, which would never happen. It would never. Nobody's. Oh, no. Hang I don't on. think even, even certainly now Trump's not even saying now that. he's not Trump's he not even was, saying that. he was he was saying that he was saying deportation he, force yes and he would say a deportation force it, he was saying that you and I both know there's no way that would not ever gonna happen. happen not gonna happen but he was saying it and I gotta tell you what Donald Trump is saying regarding immigration could not be more incendiary it is insulting to me coming from New Mexico. Well, it's insulting for, to me, coming from Texas, what this buffoon is saying about it. This is just it's really bad. ridiculous. This is bad. Hey, why? Really bad. Why? Well, my big issue know better, for is, one thing. Yeah, he's treating well, me. He knows better. Hang on. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I just want to take right. the emotion out of it, and I want mm-hmm. to see if I can understand his reasoning and yours. So what, he, what I hear him saying is he's got... He's, he's very emotional because he's coming from the governorship of New Mexico. We're 45%. So you know he has been meeting and greeting. 45% of his voters are from, are illegals. Okay? No, no, no. He said uh, Hispanic. Or Hispanics? Okay. Okay. So, okay. That's, that's different. But they're at least connected to, uh, sure. to Mexico. This debate is obviously yeah, And this debate is very sure. important. We're a minority majority state, so it's even a bigger issue here. Right. So, right. I mean, I think being... But you haven't been asked to represent the entire state. I know, but that's not supposed to be who you are. You're supposed to... I know. And again, I know. I, you know, there are, I can deal with some of the things that I don't agree with with libertarians okay. because in my head, they're at least shrinking government. And a lot of times they're on the side with the drug policy. It's I don't not. necessarily agree with every part of their drug right. policy, but it's shrinking government, yeah. which at least, hey, if we're going to err, let's err on that side. Okay, so let me, let me take a break and then come back. And then mm-hmm. I want to hear why you guys why you guys are against it. Forget him. Why you guys are against what you disagree specifically with what he said and what the truth is. Mm-hmm. Now this. Ex-Wall Street uh, uh, analyst shared this over the weekend. The longer that central banks force negative interest rates and wipe out the value of savings and pensions and insurance accounts by denying them a return on investment, the more attractive gold and other commodities become as a safe haven for maintaining flexibility. Moreover, Still quoting, the closer the system comes to unraveling altogether, 
Gold and silver remain attractive as a means of holding on to money with ready liquid exchange value, end quote. Two things. We're into negative interest rates. The banks are starting to do this in Europe, and it is coming here. That penalizes anybody who saves money. Second, quote, the closer the system comes to unraveling altogether, please call Goldline now. 1-866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Read their important risk information. I'm telling you, it's going to come in this next term. It could come sooner rather than later. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the program. Tomorrow's going to be an interesting uh, program. We're all putting down our, uh, our top five things that we feel are the top five pressing things that the country needs to deal with, the next president has to deal with. Top five things that we feel have to be addressed um, and what motivates each of us to vote. And so I'm anxious to hear theirs, uh, the other guys. Um, and I think there's going to be, I think we're going to be wildly different from each other. And I think we're going to be different than you. Uh, so be ready to call in tomorrow as, as well. Okay. Stu, you want to start? Why this with Gary Johnson, why he's wrong. And, and, uh, and, and then the evidence, not the emotion. Yeah, well, first of all, I mean, my main issue with this was the passion. Um, yeah. His passion. His passion, because you, you learn a lot from him by showing how passionate he is. And maybe we can get into the, the more yeah. details. Yeah, I didn't realize now I hear the theme music coming up. We don't even talk about securing the border because he doesn't care about it. No. He doesn't want to secure the border. Oh, he's an open border. That, I mean, everybody on the both sides of this yeah. issue usually... Even the Democrats, even Hillary Clinton will say secure the border. Yeah, I, I this guy doesn't. You, this guy is not the Bad. libertarian that, that I would hope for. Uh, he's just not the libertarian that I, I think the country needs. Not at all. Or tomorrow. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.